On today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, we'll be bringing in Nick Fairbanks for another edition of Fairbanks Friday. We discussed the 5-1 to win for the Panthers over the Vancouver Canucks where Matthew Kachuk and Sam Bennett basically stole the show for the Cats. It was odd man rushes galore for the Panthers as well. We're going to discuss also how much of a confidence boost this is for the Panthers as now they have three of a possible six points on this road trip. And we're going to preview Saturday's game against the Seattle Kraken all on today's edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into this Friday, December 2nd edition of the Locked On Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at MondoMan12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast your first listen of the day. And don't forget to also... Subscribe to the other shows on the Locked On NHL Network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. And don't forget to send in your screenshot of your subscription to the Locked On Florida Panthers YouTube channel and your five-star rating on whichever podcast app you listen to Locked On Panthers for your and send it over to me at LO underscore FLA Panthers on Twitter or email at LockedOnFLAPanthers at gmail.com. And today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Speaking of games starting, right from the jump, <laughs> the Panthers, they... It, it, just two days after the where the team just looked flat, nothing was great. There was nothing great to say about Tuesday's game. But then when you when you look at the 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 start for this one, just odd man rushes galore, and really that was the the real difference in this game for the Panthers and just they were due for a big win as they defeat the Vancouver Canucks five to one on the road at Rogers place. And now they have three of six points so far on this West coast trip, which a good opportunity for them to salvage the the road trip after it didn't look promising after the first two games, but let me bring in my guests on the show. It is a Fairbanks Friday edition of the locked on Florida Panthers podcast. Nick, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back on, and I'm just glad it's a victory, uh, Fairbanks Friday, because uh, the last couple of games have been really hard to stomach. Yeah, uh, for, for sure. And uh, it's it's funny, a little bit behind the curtain for for last week with uh, with uh, Black Friday going on, and and of course Thanksgiving. We were both like just in food comas after that, with you working early, and then me. It also still in that food coma the the morning of it was just an episode was was just not going to happen as far as both of our schedules uh uh um go uh, being aligned 
to to record a show. But thankfully, after two weeks, you're you're back and we get to do a show and a late night edition. Uh, as I see, one twenty nine on my on my clock right now on my laptop. So mm-hmm. let's just get right into this uh, game. Actually, before we we do. Uh, let's talk about the the pregame uh, festivities for the Vancouver Canucks and the Florida Panthers. Of course, Roberto Luongo playing eight seasons with the Vancouver Canucks, making the playoffs six times. But he's in the ring of honor instead of their his jersey being retired. But the Sedin twins getting their their jerseys retired and celebrating them uh, and Luongo on the same on the same night. Uh, what what were your thoughts on the pregame festivities for uh, for Vancouver? Uh, number one, I thought it was unique uh, the fact that they brought the indigenous uh, people out to kind of help celebrate and uh, gave them the blankets. I thought it was a uh, very warm, uh, you know, congratulations and everything. So uh, kudos to the Canucks organization for setting that up and partnering, um, you know, again with the uh, local families there. Um, and getting to Luongo not getting his number retired, um, I'm going to park it for right now because I understand why the Sedins were retired. They played their whole careers there. All right. You know, they were a big part of that franchise for a long time. Roberto was there for a good eight seasons, and he did lead them to the postseason and their uh, Stanley Cup final um, back in 2010, 2011. And, you know, he kind of forced his way to a trade. So, you have to wonder, you know, if some of those feelings and that contract that he had, you know, kind of still stuck with ownership and management there. Um, I know that they've kind of changed hands and everything, but, um, you know, the Sedins didn't have that kind of uh, drama surrounding them. So um, I do think Luongo's number is going to be retired at some point, um, just not this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then when, you, when you're talking about like the contract and all that, the recapture penalty that they were paying for years on, on Roberto Luongo as well. So that, that took a little bit of a hit for uh, Vancouver for so many years, even after the fact uh, mm-hmm. of of him not even uh, being there. But it was just a great celebration just to see both of the franchise, both the franchises that he shared so many years with, and of course, uh, talking about and he even he even pointed out the the whole jersey thing, and he's just like, I just wanted to celebrate it with all of you, and I think that was a really uh, cool uh, gesture uh, mm-hmm. by Roberto Longo. Just all around a class act and we 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 are very thankful that he is a part of this franchise uh for 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 the Panthers but on to the game so my goodness nick after after just a horrible game on on Tuesday against the Calgary Flames and a, a, another blown lead against the Edmonton Oilers and then just still without your captain and the odd man rushes, man, seven to nothing just in the first period alone for, for the Panthers. I mean, Matthew Kachuk was just insane tonight mm-hmm. with the amount of highlight reel passes that he was trying to connect with, like a, a, a backhand pass along the boards for Car- for Carver Hagee as well. Carver Hagee as well would just, he, he, uh, he 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 uh he was salivating, I'm sure, when he was uh, skating through the neutral zone as well, seeing just how, uh, the Vancouver Canucks defense were just not having eyes on him neither. And and the amount of uh, passes that connected there too, even though some of them didn't go in, uh, it, it was just, a, a, it gave me a good indication that they were going to get the goals. 
Yeah, you could definitely tell that the uh, style that uh, Florida wanted to play was exactly what Paul Maurice said uh, in the uh, pregame presser that, you know, uh, they didn't have any practice yesterday. They completely had the team off, you know, no meetings, nothing. And, you know, it's probably a good thing that they didn't just to kind of re-energize and step away from the game and everything. Um, but, you know, as you said, right from the get-go, you know, players were going 100 uh, and they had seven scoring chances, you know, right off the bat. Um, you know, I will be honest with you. I was a little worried because there were so many chances and they weren't going in. I'm like, is this going to be another game like this? And we're not going to be happy and we're going to get goalied and it's going to be two to one and Vancouver's going to walk out with a lucky win. But thankfully, all it took was 59 seconds and you have three big goals and Demko, I hope he's okay. Um chase from the net and you know the rest was basically history yeah and and let's let's talk about those those three goals in the 59 seconds which is which is the fastest to three goals in franchise history in, in this almost 30 year uh history of the florida panthers i mean first one the panthers were really really on 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 the four check bennett and carver Hagee were really on it and then as soon as mahura gets it on the point he just as he sees uh matthew kachuk uh Draw, drawing in to the low slot and then just gets it to Kachuk to get it past uh, Thatcher Demko. And then uh, Nick, Nick Cousins, that, that second goal doesn't happen without Nick Cousins. Uh, Nick Cousins creating the steal, working the puck around. Puck retrieval was also a big thing for for, for mm-hmm. the Panthers after shots as well. And then Forsling faking, um, faking the shot uh, from from the top, cir- top circle and then mm-hmm. uh, through traffic as well. To to I don't I don't know if Thatcher Demko even saw that and then the one that got him uh, injured as well is once again another rush where uh, Eric Stahl had a had an opportunity Patrick Hornquist had an an opportunity and then R- Ryan Lomberg cleans it up which I'm not sure if it was a hamstring or a groin for uh, Thatcher Demko but that was basically the game in those 59 seconds in uh, 60 minutes in, in the full 60. Yeah, rarely you see that kind of thing happen. I mean, it's kind of weird that uh, Carolina scored earlier tonight three goals in 64 seconds thinking, hey, is that good? Well, hold on to your butts. Lamos Gatos has it in 59 seconds. So uh, really good competition there. But um, the the big thing to really think about is, you know, Florida came out with a purpose tonight. They forechecked really well. They were getting on pucks. They were not allowing uh, Vancouver a lot of chances in the first period. Um, you know, it's really in the second and third period when Vancouver started getting a footing and really starting to drive the play the way that they wanted to. But, you know, without those three goals, this could have been a much closer game. And I will argue that the fourth goal was probably the biggest uh, goal of the game, uh, in my opinion, just because Florida had such a hard time getting that first goal. And that if, you know, Vancouver got that first goal and started, you know, a rally again, that, you know, maybe if that fourth goal doesn't come, then maybe Vancouver makes it, you know, they start believing in themselves and they come back. Yeah. And just think about that fourth goal. And again, a rush, Mm -hmm. just that that's a theme here. I mean, even earlier in the first period, Gus Forsling had a rush one on three where Vancouver had three guys back. It was Forsling taking it all by himself. Eric Stahl, even on on the PK, had had a rush. Didn't get a shot on goal, but a, a rush to kill the penalty as well. Which I'm I'm starting to kind of see the value of Eric Stahl on the on the on 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 the PK as the season goes on. I, I'm not I'm not I'm not one to continue to just continue dunking on on Eric Stahl. And he got his first point as a Panther tonight. 
And so it, the the just the the ice vision of all started by guess who Matthew Kachuk on that fourth goal mm-hmm. tic tac toe. And then Carver Hagee, everyone's drawing towards him, and then boom, gets it to Sam Bennett, who Sam Bennett, 13 points in the last 12 games now for yep. for, for the Cats. He's your first line center for now. Mm-hmm. For now. Lundell is hurt. He got hurt, yep. only played two shifts in the second period. And the whole bunch, the whole shifting of of other players to center as well. Etu Listerine and had to double shift Sam Reinhardt. We, we even saw him at center as well mm-hmm. for a little bit. We always knew he could play center, but it's been a while since we've seen him in that. But of course, different situations come for different things, but it, it was just Matthew Kachuk, just <laughs> too many, too many great superlatives and so many great things to say about this guy. Definitely, he's been the most consistent Panther, and you know he's now. I think I think he may be almost in the top five in scoring in the league right now, which is amazing, considering you know where the team is at right now. But the one thing that separates him from some of the players that are on the team right now and why he's being successful is one, he's uh, really good in puck retrieval. He's good at anticipating where the puck is going to go, and second, he's really good at creating room. Uh, if you saw in tonight's game, most of the passes or a lot of the shots that he was able to get, he was able to create room uh, and separation from the defenseman and give himself a good chance or give somebody else a chance to score. So uh, the more that he does that, the more successful I believe this team is going to be. And, you know, maybe Sam Bennett will benefit like he did with Jonathan Huberto. Yeah. And, and the fact that the fact that Kachuk is able to capitalize on another uh, and on the opponent's mistakes as well. I mean, that fifth goal, mm-hmm. uh, just a, a pass where I, I don't know where they were passing that. And then Kachuk taking it, taking that in to to get it to Sam Bennett as well. And then, mm-hmm. uh, and then of course there was a little bit of uh, the physical element of, of the game where, where you had some, some major hits on, uh, on Eric Stahl, uh, mm-hmm. looks like that Luke Shen. He it looks like he made the list uh, from 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 what we were talking about uh, earlier in, in the chat as well. But we're gonna transition over to segment number two, where we're gonna discuss an injury update for the Panthers and how much of a confidence booster is a win like this for the Cats. But first, we're gonna tell you all about BetOnline. And BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for every professional amateur league out there from football, basketball, soccer, esports. We've got it all at BetOnline. And if you love sports podcasts, you'll find these at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get into your betting fix. Head to the website today. Use a mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Nick Fairbanks is back to discuss this 5-1 to one win over the Vancouver Canucks. And uh, the broadcast mentioned that Etulu Storainen, uh got a career high in uh, time on ice tonight. Of, of course, it came with the situation of Anton Lindell mm-hmm. uh, getting hurt. And uh, we actually do have a injury update on uh, Anton Lindell uh, via uh, Jameson Olive of uh, FloridaPanthers.com. So we, we have... We have that update right here, pulling it up, and this is what uh, Jameson tweeted. Quote, it's not something that's long-term or concern. He got out there, it tightened up, and he couldn't go. So maybe 
And with this road trip for the Panthers, discussed it earlier in the week about how they're structuring it is the the two games against Calgary and Edmonton off day. Uh, a a game against the Vancouver Canucks tonight. They're gonna have an off day, no practice as well tomorrow for for the Panthers. So even though it's a very short trip to uh, Seattle, and then play Seattle off day, and then practice on Monday before their Tuesday game. So they won't their official practice won't be until Monday. So a lot of time to get a little bit of rest, especially when you're going out west. But three out of six points, Nick, so far, with the start not looking so promising. I, what, do you take, what do you take out of this game and how, how you view the rest of the road trip after a, a game that the Florida Panthers, it, they were due? Definitely. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, all the analytics say that they're one of the top teams in the NHL still. But, you know, unlike last season, you know, the, the PDO, and like I was tweeting about during the game, uh, it just isn't there. So the puck luck isn't there uh, this season. So, um, you know, you have to think that at some point it's going to turn around. But as we know, and history has dictated before that, maybe this is this may be a season long thing. But luckily tonight, was a night that they were doing that the pucks were going into the uh, back of the net and they were rewarded with their hard play and their uh, good defensive structure. Um, going into the final two games on the road trip, it's got to be Spencer Knight in both games. Um, as far as I'm concerned and what we've talked about before, he's the number one goalie. Uh, Bobrovsky has not shown that he can handle the job responsibilities right now. Um, you know, you, you can say what you will, you know, the contracts there, uh, but you know, this is a, you know, it's a job, you know, you're paid for, to perform. And if you're not getting it done, then, you know, you're going to be right in the pine. And Spencer should have won against Edmonton. It wasn't his fault with the four seconds left there. And I really hate, hate saying four seconds with Florida. Um, it seems like it's a common theme uh, over the last six months. But you you have a young goaltender that is making the saves when you need him to, giving the team a chance to win. Bob is not doing that at all. If anything, the goals that he's letting in are deflating and the team just, you know, they feel like they have to rally all the time with him in there. So Spencer's got to start. If the team plays like they did tonight and just is attacking the puck and forechecking, they have a good chance to win. And I will say it. I'm going to say it. They're going to beat Seattle on Saturday. Whoa. And that's with uh, Seattle going. Be, I think you messaged this in our chat earlier. Eleven, one, and one in their last thirteen. Matty mm-hmm. Beniers uh, got uh, an overtime goal seven seconds in against Washington. We'll we'll save that more for uh, segment uh, three. But also <laughs> the the defenses as well. They were closing in gaps as well. Uh, I described the I described the Vancouver Canucks uh, D as uh, Swiss cheese uh, for 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 for. Uh, for this game, I mean, really, all season for for the Canucks, they've had issues for years. This, I don't think this is solely a Bruce Boudreaux uh, problem. This this has been this has been something that's been going on even when they had Travis Green and um, as their head coach and Jim Benning as their GM. So they're kind of like in that position of should they rebuild or should they or should they go go for it? I mean, they signed JT Miller to a long term extension, even though they could still trade him. Because their his deal doesn't start next year, and then Bo Horvat, they contained Bo, Bo Horvat, who was third 
in, in the league in goals mm-hmm. in the race for the Rocket Richard uh, trophy with Jason Robertson and Connor McDavid. Jason Robertson, I mean, I haven't mentioned him too much on this show uh, so far this season, this season, but just the just the the fact that they got to they contained Bo Horvat as well mm-hmm. in a game like tonight, and the fact that just the like I mentioned earlier, Carver Hagee just salivating when it when it came to just skating through the uh, Canucks defense, just o- overall, just great awareness on, on the Panthers, just folk. I saw focus team Mar- Mark Stahl mm-hmm. as well. I mentioned Eric Stahl earlier, Mark Stahl as well. A, a great game. I, I didn't feel like many, uh, po- um, pucks got past him or, and usually when you don't mention a player's names, um, too much as a defenseman, they're having a great, usually that means they're having a great game and there's not much to complain about. So that just, everyone everyone uh <laughs> everyone showed up today today for this one and the only goal let's also think about it like this the only goal that they gave up to uh the Vancouver Canucks was on 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 a rare rush by them and um Spencer uh just the uh, one that he had, he uh leaned a little forward to try to like maybe poke it to see if Forsling got beat but uh it went uh five hole on him but listen goals like that goal one goal like that you're you're not going to complain too much no and uh there's there's two things about that so that goal was created uh and i forget the player who scored it um i know he's the fourth line winger for them um joseph oh joshua i'm sorry yeah he had a big hit earlier on that shift that really kind of set the tone of what he was going to do out there and Lo and behold, he gets a two-on-one rush. He was trying to pass it off, uh, you know, to uh, the winger or the center that was actually going down uh, to the blue paint there and just got a lucky, I guess, you know, shot uh, that went through uh, Spencer, unfortunately. So, you know, again, it's a soft goal, but at the same time, you know, it it happens. Um, You know, if that happened to Bob, pretty sure we'd all be irate right now. Um, But still, it's just one of those things like, you know, he, he tried to play the best he could and it was just a lucky uh, shot in uh, five hole. The, um, the other thing about it too, is um, you talk about, you know, defensemen or players that we don't talk about, you know, and that being a good thing. I remember a couple of years ago, there was a player called Mark Pissick, the Prius the hybrid. It, yes. His first season with Florida. Nobody ever talked about him ever. He was the Panthers' best defenseman that season, and that was the season I think that they got rid of Gabranson, that they tried to, you know, do this whole, like, analytics and also just, like, do everything off the rush. Um, he was their best defenseman, and he got a contract out of that. And, you know, to hear that the defense is starting to come, you know, uh, together now besides Gudis, who for the fourth time in four games got a penalty – I think he's kind of playing outside of his position right now, but I can understand why he's pressing. But, you know, I think the whole team had to tonight. You know, you have the Lundell injury. You have Barkoff that, you know, we don't know what's going on with him. It's a non-COVID illness, but hopefully he's back soon. So everybody had to kind of, you know, pull up their bootstraps and really contribute to tonight. And uh, you saw a full team effort. Yeah, and then Radko Goose getting into a, a fight with JT Miller after a, a very clean hit uh, earlier as well. So, uh, yeah, sometimes out of position, sometimes a, 
uh, out skates a little bit and then uh, gets his skates caught up in in another player, causing causing a trip <laughs> or uh, or uh, too uh, too excited uh, with with the stick as well. So, of of course, uh, things that uh, are needing to be cleaned up. But the him and Mahura early in the season, wonderful start. They were the biggest beneficiaries of this uh, this coaching staff early early on. That that's for sure. But mm-hmm. we're going to transition over to segment number three, where we're going to discuss the Florida Panthers game, upcoming game against the Seattle Kraken. So stay right here on Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the show. And Nick, man, I, I, I'm I'm still pretty pumped because because this has been a weird week as far as approach to the show mm-hmm. as far as the fresh the up the building of frustration from two blown leads it it was it was not it was not i was not happy recording that's for sure of, and of <laughs> course um i i of course getting a little bit of a big picture view of as well with david's work to kind of like you know Pump the brakes emotionally on on the season as as well. So if, if for those listening, if you haven't listened to my interview with David Dwork, that's Wednesday's show. So if you if you want to listen to that after you listen to this, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, please please do. David Dwork, a, a great mind for uh for, as far as uh knowing knowing this team in and out. But the but let's uh let's preview uh, Saturday's game against the the Kraken. So. 11 one and one uh a team that the Florida Panthers still haven't beaten in their uh in their in their short history the last year was just weird when it comes to presence trophy winning team expansion team who had a lot of criticism due to how they conducted the expansion draft of course uh Chris Drieger is not uh playing still out with uh with an ACL injury uh Martin Jones was looking like looking like San Jose Sharks uh Martin Jones for a little bit in the beginning of the season but has fallen off a a, a little bit uh and and has kept uh Seattle in, in games even has a shutout even on on the season but Maddie Beneers likely the Calder Trophy winner this year uh mentioned it earlier how he got a uh game winning goal against the Capitals 7 seconds in and uh even though there's drama with the uh, with after they drafted Shane Wright, now now I, I believe he's still down in the AHL with Co- Coachella Valley. He scored in like his uh, first shift, I believe, in the AHL. Amazing, amazing, amazing what that what a confidence boost uh, can do being sent down to the AHL. But uh, how how do you how how do you uh, for how do you forecast? Uh, well, you already did forecast this game. You uh, you said that the Florida Panthers were gonna uh defeat the kraken but uh i I want you to elaborate on uh on that prediction so like i said earlier on the show it's got to be spencer knight and goal that's the only chance they're they're really going to have in my opinion then the team depending on injuries they need to come together uh they may they may need to put reinhardt at center again and run those four lines these two lowsterinen might have to get more playing time as well he's very good defensive response you know responsibly defensive um, or the other way around. <laughs> uh, the the biggest thing is that the team needs to play within themselves and not try to get into a track meet. 
It's not what this team is built for. It's not the way the system is going to work. They need to play the chip game, and they also need to be on the forecheck. I think that they'll be able to do that, and it's just because I think the Kraken are going to try and open it up a little bit, and I think the defense and the defensive structure that they have will be able to tame them a little bit. I mean, they did against Boston. They did against Carolina. I think this system is actually built to beat the top-tier teams, uh, the teams that are actually going to be in the playoffs. Now, I know a lot of people are not very happy with that right now because, listen, they lost against St. Louis. They blew a 4-1 lead. They lost against Edmonton. Uh, they lost against Calgary. They've lost other games like Columbus. But you have to oh, look yeah. at the big, big – yes. Arizona. You have – yes. <laughs> you know what? I just really hope that that list stops, you know, after tonight. But um, it, as long as they play the way that they're supposed to, they can beat any team. And with the puck luck coming their way now, I think this game actually proves it. I think they'll find a way to win and uh, I'm not going to give a score or anything, but uh, I, I think it'll be close. Yeah. And uh, you know, you, you know, who's leading the, the Kraken and goals. Is it McCann? Yes. Former Florida Panther, Jared, Jared McCann. So he is <laughs> leading, he is leading the way uh, with goals for, for the, for the Seattle Kraken. But I mean, for, for, for Seattle, I mean, they are the they are the type of team that's high scoring, kind of like what the Panthers were last year. I mean, both of their goaltenders, uh, Martin Jones and Philip Grubauer, who Grubauer was in the Vesna uh, conversation just two seasons ago before signing with Seattle, and I, I I can see I can see easily a high scoring game. Uh, I know I know there's a lot of uh, criticism from of Dave Haxtell as well, especially from his time in Philadelphia as well but i i think this is i think we if if there's one thing to expect on saturday night i think we should expect a lot of goals because because uh they they can score but seattle also has a hard time defending and i think that that's an opportunity for the panthers to uh to i know you say you don't want to get into a track meet but i i think that if if the panthers are if the Panthers are able to, I, I think they can keep up with, with Seattle. One thing I don't want to see, and, uh, you know, I, as you were saying, uh, the track meet, I'd be okay with it, but I don't want Florida to get out ahead like they did tonight, like 3 nothing, 4-1, to one, and then go into a defensive show. You're not going to win games doing that. I mean, that can happen and that can help in the playoffs, but not in the regular season. I, I just think that, Number one, you're allowing the other team more opportunities, more shots, and you're putting your guys out to dry doing that. And, you know, it becomes harder. It becomes more of a chore to defend instead of taking the offense to the other team. So, um, you know, if it's going to be a track meet, I hope Florida has the mindset that they're not going to sit back, you know, after they get a lead uh, and allow the Kraken to come back. Yeah, and in the Pacific Division, they're second uh, in – their division and goals for just behind the LA Kings, but LA also gives up a lot of goals too, which they put on, uh, on, uh, waivers after a mm-hmm. start of, a three times five deal. So not looking good, uh, in as far as the goaltending department when they have like an aging Jonathan quick as well. So, but Hey, uh, 
that that's what that's definitely what uh we can expect and hopefully it's uh it's and and the great thing about tonight's game let's go a little bit back to uh tonight uh where even when the even when the Vancouver Canucks came out with controlling the possession you never really we never really felt that there was too much too much pressure on Spencer Knight that he still had time to get set and mm-hmm. and, and to and to make saves as well a few a few times that they got into the slot but even then with that seven um, I believe it was 17 to five shot on goal advantage in the third period uh double checking uh as uh we speak 17 to five e- even then uh it, it was really and and you mentioned it and you mentioned it best uh the the fourth goal uh which uh happened in the in the second period the 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 separation just uh just really really helped this team and then of course uh capitalizing on the mistake with uh, Matthew Kachuk in, in, in Vancouver's zone. So, uh, Vancouver's Vancouver's in shambles. Mm-hmm. It, I, 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 it's, it's been something that's been talked about even off the ice as well with, uh, the whole Rachel Dorier, uh, situation yep. and, and the, and the Panthers found a way to take advantage, uh, tonight. And, uh, you take your, you take, you take your wins and you, you, you know that you're a better team than them. Uh, and, and and we you move on Seattle, uh, with uh with of course the storylines with the whole first win against them, and hey mm-hmm. we could be talking about positive notes uh come Monday so. I I believe um I I I feel good after tonight I I de- I definitely do I uh it, it it was definitely a boost after after the first two games. Most definitely. And I, I think going into the weekend, you know, playing Seattle and then uh, who are they playing after that? Winnipeg on Tuesday. Okay. Ooh. And Winnipeg's yeah. been playing very well. Um, Hellebuck's been great. Yeah. Um, if anything, uh, Winnipeg has been getting the best or the second best goaltending in the league. Uh, you know, so no surprise there. But mm-hmm. if Florida can find a way to beat Seattle and then claw, a point out of Winnipeg, this would be a successful road trip. Um, you know, would we have wanted the extra point out of Edmonton? Of course, but you know, beggars can't be choosers. You get all the points that you can right now. And I think, you know, just getting, you know, another three points on this road trip, you're going to be fine. Um, and I think that sets up nicely, uh, going into, uh, December, um, as far as, you know, the homestand that they're going to be there. I know we, uh, played Detroit on the eighth. I will be there and hopefully that'll be a good entertaining game, but it, it's really coming down to, you know, putting the the season into little sections and when are you going to make your move right now? So good thing is they're only a point out of the playoff spot right now. I know everybody thought the sky was falling, but let's take a step back still. They're still within playoff range and everything. It's not like they're eight points out or anything like that. There's still plenty of time and who knows, maybe they can go on a five, six, seven, eight game run and they're solidly in a playoff spot. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful after tonight. Yeah, when you talk about uh, five, six, uh, seven uh, games in a row, they showed that highlight of 2016 when the winning streak ended in Vancouver, and then tempers flaring, and then yeah, lo- looking at looking at all the former Panthers, just saying, uh, Eric Branson, uh, Yarmy Yager, uh, Al Montoya. I'm just like naming people left and right. I was like. It, it, it was a cool little throwback that the broadcast uh, had today, despite that being an L for, for the Panthers uh, and all. But 
Nick, I want to thank you uh, for joining me once again on this Fairbanks Friday edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Prudentia Zero. Uh, I am definitely live tweeting during games and everything. So if you guys want to stop on by, uh, we can chit chat. And uh, I hope to be back here next Thursday. I know the Detroit game is then, so maybe we'll do one live or maybe we'll do one just after the post game. Absolutely. And we'll, we'll definitely be here for that. So uh, thank you so much, Nick, and I'll see you next week. Thank you. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast to be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to all the shows on the Locked On NHL network, including Locked On NHL, Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Stu Roden, and Locked On NHL Prospects. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure you listen to today's episode of Locked On Sports Today. Locked On Sports Today gives you a daily podcast on the entirety of the sports scene with exclusive interviews and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. Sarmamo Les with Nick Fairbanks. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Where's your team? Every day.